Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Shane. And this and is Dad this Pods. This is Dad Pods. This is Dad Pods. Episode 11. Ding. This is Michael from the future. It's actually episode 12. Ding. Still double digits. It's still double digits. We're going to be in double digits for a while. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we jump forward in time or something like that. You know, you know what? I mean, every time, every time you sort of you post a, po- a podcast, you get to pick your season and then the episode number. And there's nothing to say that I couldn't just say, okay, we're already on season three, episode 73. That's true. Right? I mean, why couldn't we jump ahead? I, I what just, if we want to go ahead and do episode 73 right now? Uh, if we, or we could do the, the 100 because everyone likes that 100 mark. Yeah, we, we could drink for that one. Hmm. Not well, or we could <laughs> drink at episode yeah. 11, <laughs> yes. like, like we are. Yes. Mike has nice uh, half of beer that he's working on. I yeah. have got a vodka tonic. This is a Descender. It's mm-hmm. from, a, what's it called? Good Life Brewery in Oregon. Gotcha. I got a vodka tonic, the, the tonic where the ice is already melted because I'm in the Bay Area this weekend and it's hotter than Hades here. It has ca- we've caught up to you and today it is blazing hot. Mm-hmm. Probably not as hot as it is where you are. Where yeah. Today was 80s. a little bit of a respite. I think it only got up to about 85. Okay. And those of you that might be you know, listening in some other part of the country, I'm really sorry. 85 is not hot for lots of the country. I don't care. The Bay Area, it's really hot because you normally live between 65 and 75. Yeah. And if it's outside of that range, it feels awful in every way. Yeah. It's, <laughs> 85 is hot here just because it doesn't usually get that hot here. Right. We, we usually have nice, yeah, we usually have nice cloud cover. Right. So, so anyway, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about detective shows. Okay. Why, do, why are we talking about detective shows? So my dad's explanation of why detective shows are a good thing to, to talk about and to have your kids get into, I think uh, for young kids, young kids like mysteries. The world to them is a, a mystery in and of itself. There's lots of rules to figure out, lots of new things. Everything for them is about discovery. And so when you put everything contained into a mystery and say, hey, this is a detective and that's a hero, someone who goes around and solves these mysteries, that helps instill a sense of curiosity and uh, curiosity about the world in general. Mm-hmm. And if you think about some of the classic uh, uh, children's literature, the first, the first three Harry Potter film, uh, movies, uh, not movies, but uh, three, first three Harry Potter books are really mysteries. You know, you don't know what the bad guy is until the very end. Um, same thing if you, were, if you remember growing up, uh, we had Encyclopedia Brown. Yep. Uh, which was an amazing uh, little... Uh, kid detective that figured everything out, but you know, Harry Potter encyclopedia around, there's a whole mess of uh, children's lit that's uh, around little mysteries where you don't know exactly what's going to happen until the end, until the last like four pages and there's a reveal and you get the, uh, you get that sort of satisfaction of, I knew it. Right. And kids love that. Kids love knowing things. They don't like things spoiled for them, but they like figuring it out and then being like, yes, I knew it. Yeah. I think it really, it's an important developmental thing. Now we're talking here, not about kid detectives. This is more about adult right. detectives on TV. True. Maybe you can introduce your kids to them, but these are, this is definitely of interest of da- to dads. Yes. Dads love these. Um, there's a couple of these you can introduce to your kid. Uh, many of them you should never introduce to your kid, even when they become adults. Yes. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yes. So what makes a good detective a good detective, Shane? So a good detective. So you've got to have your powers of observation, right? 
you know, you, you've, everybody has seen those scenes in a movie where, you know, the detective looks around and he says, oh, you've got mud on your shoe. You've got, you know, soot on your jacket. You've got, you know, oil on your sleeve. And, and you figured out that, you know, you murdered somebody by setting a train towards them or something, you know, just bizarre, just by a few little observations like that. Uh, so they've got to have that analytical mind. They've got to be able to figure out uh, connections between events and facts that no one else can sort of get. Um, and you learn very, very soon, when it, whether you're reading a detective novel, whether you're watching a detective TV show, that's what kind of our topic is on, or detective movies, there are no extraneous details, right? So you have to be able to sort of pick all those details out, put them together in some kind of cogent way and tell your story, yeah. which is basically what a detective's doing, is telling the story. Yeah. To me, it's the opposite of sleepwalking through life. Noticing yes. every little detail. Yes. And it's, and that comes a little bit later when we're talking about things, but it can be, it can lead to sort of when you don't get to get a chance to sleepwalk through things, you can sometimes uh, have some bad things that happen to your brain when that yes. happens. Um, so all these detectives too have some sort of idiosyncratic behavior too. Like, um, will there be something like a, a lack of trust? Uh, several of these characters think that everybody is lying to them uh, and they're not getting the truth out of anybody. They've got to, uh, you know, verify that any, any question they ask, they, they want it to be verified by, you know, actual facts in the world. Uh, some of them have drug addiction, alcohol, uh, and they're, and they're at best, they can be like aloof. Um, at worst, they're a total jerk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, most of them have just an obsession with the case, right? Um, some of it can be uh, because they're just addicted to puzzles, they're addicted to uh, the chase. If you think to uh, one of our characters uh, that we're going to be talking about, you know, the famous line is the game is afoot. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about the game. Some of them are obsessed with justice, like figuring out exactly like they have to right the wrongs in the world. Um, yeah, so that's, and I, that's, I, think, I think these are all good features and important, again, when you're trying to think of things that like why a kid would like this. This mm -hmm. type of obsession, it's, it's again, it's about caring about something. It, puzzles are right. a great thing to have your kids care about. Yes. Our kids right now are, are caring a lot about, the, and they play online with each other, uh, Minecraft, anywhere from two to seven hours a day. They, they uh, <laughs> play more hours than I care to disclose, although. Yeah, anywhere from two. It's never seven. Disclosure. Yeah. It's, Disclosure, yeah. moms. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot, and it is a lot more than we can. But you know what? We're in we're in COVID uh, uh, related sort of facts in the world, so we can't we can't make a whole lot of decisions on what our kids can do. They can't yeah. go outside and play. That, that's this. Yeah, this is their form of play. Uh, so they care. Yes. <laughs> They're a little obsessed. Yes, they, they are a little obsessed. Apparently, they were playing Castle Wars today. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Okay. But I'm sure one day we'll find out. Apparently, it's different than Cake Wars. It is different than Cake Wars. There's apparently castles involved. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so another another fact, another uh, um, uh, characteristic that a lot of good TV detectives have is trauma in their background. So it's not necess it's not necessary, but it may be like a sufficient sort of uh, push into uh, uh, the, de the detective field. And then all these put together um, uh, leads that character really to having sort of a self destructive personal life. None of these characters um, that we've kind of identified have really good, healthy lives outside of their job. Most of them, their lives are their job. And that's 
the best of those characters when it, when you think about like the best balance is the ones where it's just like yeah my life is you know you know my 12 hour or 16 hour job uh as a detective uh and the eight hours that i sleep and that's about it right and i think this is what leads to compelling characters if they were content and just happy they wouldn't be that interesting to us mm -hmm. so right. I, I think we also need to accept that because in a lot of ways these characters their powers of observation are almost like a superpower. And we like to balance that with these kind of defects. It's like, yes, with this great power, it came at a cost. Mm -hmm. Right. So what are we going to do? We're going to, we're going to draft our 10. Yes. We, so, uh, we're going to do, we already ahead of time, we did a virtual coin flip and we've, uh, uh -huh. I was awarded the first pick. We'll yeah. go through our, uh, our top 10. Uh, we'll go through our honorable mentions first, the ones yes. that didn't quite get drafted. So these are the ones that are like, you know, free agents after the draft. And, you know, if we had, you know, money on our, under our detective salary cap that we could go ahead and add a few of these. Yeah. And I recommend you check out all of these. These are all. Yes. Some cool. of these are really, really great shows. Um, and they just didn't make our cut of just, you know, great, great TV detectives. Yep. So first one is uh, from the TV show Watchmen. It's a new very character, recent. very recent, not in the comic book, Angela Abraham, played by Regina King. Uh, I felt that she couldn't make the cut only because Watchmen has so few episodes. Right. And uh, she's not really a detective the whole time. She's also a detective slash superhero. Yeah, she punches people in the face a lot. Yeah. Lots of kicks. Uh, she has an amazingly awesome costume. Yeah. Great character, though. Uh, great show. Great character. Great character. Uh, Sister Knight, I think, is our her secret identity with the mask on. Um, so yeah, so she's on there. Uh, if you've seen the Netflix show, uh, mind Hunter, uh, Holden Ford, uh, the FBI agent from, uh, the 1970s who, who uh, along with his partner, Bill Tench, they sort of develop, um, the sort of the field of profiling yep. and Holden sort of fits a lot of those characters of, of totally bad at all aspects of life, except for being able to sort of get into the mind of a, of a psychopath. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we got to is, go ahead. Luther and yes. I've not watched a single episode of Luther. Well, I have, and I probably okay. should have, I should have probably should have done this. One. So <laughs> Luther, he's a, he's a, he's a British cop from London. Uh, it's, it's modern times. It's played by Idris Elba, who is, you know, dreamy. And uh, he uh, uh, really damaged guy. He eventually like, like, Healthy for him is he um, ends up, uh, you know, having a relationship with one of the killers that he ends up catching. Oh, so there you go. With the unsub or mm -hmm. also already identified? With the unsub. Well, she was identified, yes. Okay. That's not healthy. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, next up is Columbo. Just one more question. Just, Just one more question. Columbo's great. Great yes. trench coat. Uh, classic detective. For those of you on audio, I'm... I'm checking my pockets to see what I've left behind because I'm about to ask one more question and I need to come up with a, you know, a reason to. Yeah. I've forgotten something in my pockets. Colombo actually isn't that broken of a person, if I remember right. No, I mean, a couple of these on here are probably not that broken because they're a little older and yeah. some of the, the deeper, darker stuff they left out of like early TV. So Colombo starts in the 60s, I believe. Yeah. Um, Cla classic though. Classic. Character. Sure. Classic. Classic. I think he was San Francisco, wasn't he? Hmm. Uh, I don't remember. I did watch it <laughs> when mm -hmm. I was a kid, but I didn't have, I didn't form strong memories. 
Yeah, those of you out on the internet, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to say it was San Francisco definitively yeah. because that's a dad statement. Uh, Perry Mason, even older than Colombo. Uh, the, the most thing that was broken about Perry Mason was the fact that he was, uh, uh, later on, he was in a wheelchair for like the, the new adventures of Perry Mason or whatever. But he was a lawyer, uh, just like our next one on this list too. And, um, you know, kind of did the thing where you, where somebody is, accused of a crime. Uh, there's lots of evidence against him. Perry Mason takes the case. They investigate a little bit. He kind of digs into each little piece of those evidence, pieces of evidence, clears his own guy and, you know, gives the prosecution the, uh, the real killer. Yeah. Usually from the stand. Right. And uh, <laughs> you know what? Just, there's no lawyer this good. <laughs> they're not doing this kind of work. No, because they're not worried about giving you the, 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 the real killer, yeah. you know, up on a platter like that. They're basically just like, don't convict my guy. That's yeah. all I care about. I don't care about who did it. I'm a big fan of how this is an early case of a, a rebooted series. Yeah. Like before, maybe, maybe this sense of reboots happened a lot earlier than we're giving it credit. I'm sure they did. I think, uh, what was, uh, I think the, the original, like, the one that we, the King Kong that we originally think of as the King Kong is like the third King Kong or something yeah. like that. So yeah, originality and Hollywood don't go hand in hand. No, not at all. Uh, uh, so we're going, what's, what, what's the next one, Mike? We have Matlock. So another lawyer, if I have this right, Matlock's mostly known for being a strong appeal to old people, <laughs> was on CBS. Yep. Uh, yep. Back when CBS was, well, it's still this way. Yeah. <laughs> Back when it's only old people watch CBS. Yeah. Mostly known just as the joke. Hey, is Matlock on? <laughs> it's on somewhere. Probably still. Yeah. Um, so what's our next one? We got, uh, so there's a show called Elementary, which neither of us have watched, but there is like a Sherlock-ish character on this yeah. show. So I've seen it like a few episodes and it's okay. pretty decent. Decent? It's decent. It's played. That Sherlock is played by, oh gosh, I want to say he's a British actor. He was in the movie Hackers. That's all I remember okay. him from. Hackers from 1997. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the seminal I work. Th- yes. I think, is that the one where, it was that Angelina Jolie in that yes. film? Mm-hmm. And I think somewhere in the line, she's like, what is that? And, and, the, and another guy says, that's a 28-8 modem. <laughs> or something like that, a 288K modem. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, back when they were still using phone lines to get on the internet. Yeah. Uh, the show is actually pretty decent, apparently. And I, what I saw was like pretty neat. They, they changed uh-huh. Watson into, it's played by Lucy Liu instead. So that's, that's okay. a little different. Um, okay. Cool. It's on. <laughs> a lot of episodes. Yeah. So yeah. nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with, with, with mysteries that you can watch with your kids that you know are not going to have, you know, super amounts of violence and stuff that you are worried that they're going to get, you know, freaked out about. Sure. Um, so the next one is Dr. Reed from Criminal Minds. We picked one at, we, we picked one character from Criminal Minds because it's one of our favorite shows. Yes. Um, he didn't quite make the draft. Probably could had. I mean, if we draft, we probably change this, you know, four times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he'd be somebody that you'd want to pick up really good because of the eidetic memory and you know the fact yeah. that he's a total genius. He he hits all the criteria here. He's got some personal trauma in there. Sure. The series. 
very smart, lots of observation powers. Uh, cool character, just mm -hmm. not, not quite in our top 10. Uh, the next one I really want to talk about. This, okay, then it's all yours. <laughs> this, uh, you get an actor, you get David Hasselhoff. And when you get David Hasselhoff, not only do you get him as Michael Knight from Knight Rider, you also get, uh, I don't know his name, but the guy from Baywatch Nights. <laughs> the short-lived spinoff of the Baywatch. Well, franchise. I think he was the same character that he was in in Baywatch, right? Yes, he's definitely the same character. So, so he was just like a detective and he did stuff when it was dark out. He's a lifeguard. And then when it turns nighttime, he becomes a detective. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to make this up. I believe the plot is somehow he gets crazy insomnia and needs to figure out what to do with the time. And thus he becomes a detective. Well, you know, we, we, we both watched Baywatch, I'm sure, back in the day for the amazing plot points. Yeah, it's, it's, it was always on. Yeah, well, it was, it was beautiful people running slowly. Yeah, so you, um, you get a detective who's got a talking car and you get a detective that's normally a lifeguard. Yeah, that's the best sort of like combo of jobs since uh, the great the great Fall Guy TV show, which was Lee Majors, yep. who was a stuntman slash bounty hunter. Right, because <laughs> why not? <laughs> because why not? It was the 80s, man. Yeah, uh, I'm sure this all makes sense. Okay, so the next one on our list is uh, uh, Tom Selleck. Mm. Uh, so, uh, you know, you get Tom Selleck, you get the mustache. You get Magnum P.I., I mean, a private investigator is right in the name of the show. Yep. And then you also get the old cop in that other CBS show that I didn't bother to look up the name of. I think it's Blue Bloods. You think it's Blue Bloods? I will take your word for it. I, had yeah. an audio. I will also ref, uh, probably forget that name yeah. five minutes from now. It's a very generic cop show name. I could yes. name about a dozen shows that, and it could be about anything. Gotcha. Uh, the next one up are the PIs from the TV show called Riptide, which I do remember watching as a kid. Another CBS show. Uh -huh. um, they're detectives. There's three of them. I think they're brothers. The only notable thing about this show, and the only reason I watched it, is they also happen to have had a robot <laughs> for some reason. I was always very disappointed the robots did not do more in the episodes because that's all I wanted to see. It's a solid reason for liking a show if they have a robot, you know. Yeah pretty good that's a better detective. um and then and then we're just going to throw in here our last category before we get to our draft every beep there's like a billion bbc detective shows they're all dark and moody uh they're all short series so like you know a series for a bbc detective show is usually like three or four episodes and they're almost like each one is a mini movie and sometimes there's like a one story that travels through the whole thing or sometimes it's like you know a case a week kind of thing but they're all really good and really watchable. Um, there's probably a dozen of them that are on right now. If you turn on BBC America, you could probably find it. Yep. A lot of detectives there. A lot of detectives. So here's our draft. So um, um, backstage before the show, we uh, flipped a coin to see who goes first. And Michael won. Woo -hoo. So he gets to... Uh, draft from it from our from our top 10 tv detectives right and uh yeah. to explain it to our listeners this is a snake draft so i will pick first then shane gets two picks and i get two picks and back and forth back and forth until i get the last pick right so with the number one pick in the draft i select <laughs> i select sherlock the benedict cumberbatch version of sherlock 
You can't go wrong. I also think that if you get Sherlock, you get the Basil Rathbone uh, edition of of Sherlock from oh, back wow. in the like sixties. I think you do. Sherlock Holmes is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, you get right. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I really like this version of Sherlock in that uh, he's terrific. The visualizations they do to show how Sherlock's mind is working, thinks through all these things, and can Very, understand kind things. of kind of influenced by uh, Doctor Reed from Criminal Minds, which yeah. came first. Yep, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, it's certainly more stylized in uh, Sherlock. Yep. This Sherlock has a lot of problems, a lot of he ego does. problems. Mm-hmm. So it hits all, almost the prototype of a detective. Yeah. I think even in the show, he even refers to himself as a highly functional sociopath multiple times. Yeah. Uh, he's got the, the drug addiction slash use. It's not unclear whether it's, you know, full on addiction or not, but it's certainly something that, that damages his ability to, to form normal relationships and, yep. And, and do things. Uh, there is some certainly trauma in his background. Um, but yeah, uh, excellent. It's also one of those shows that I think there's like three episodes a season. Yep. It might be four seasons. And then they're like an hour and a half. They're like the little mini movies. Um, sit down. They're great sort of, you know, sit down with the fam and watch a full episode. My 10 year old has watched them. They're a little dark for most 10 year olds. I wouldn't, I'm a bad dad. So don't pay attention to me. Little murdery, um, little but murdery. Of course, but not you, very gory. At least, yeah, not gory. I mean, if you read the books, and certainly reading the books is perfectly fine for yeah, child. Sure. Uh, you know, In fact, gonna, I think it's on most reading lists for elementary school. Yeah, I mean, the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. People are going to die because that's kind of how most yep. of the mysteries work. That's what happens. Okay, so uh, so I get two here. So I'm going my first pick, Veronica Mars. Mm. Went off the board a little bit for this one. Yeah. Uh, she is my actually. I kind of was hoping to have you win mm. because I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to get Veronica Mars. Uh, I contend that Veronica Mars season one is one of the best seasons of television that's ever been made. Excellent television. So she's a you know teenage private detective. Her dad is a detective, former sheriff of uh, the town that she lives in. Uh, she, she, uh, her, her trauma is that her best friend has been killed. Uh, and the first season of that, uh, that show is her basically solving that murder. Uh, and, uh, she's got other trauma. She was sexually assaulted. Her mother left. She doesn't trust anybody, even people that love her. She sort of has like a, a genuine distrust for them other than her own father is the only one that sort of, uh, that she kind of trusts. Uh, but even then she sort of still, you know, doesn't really trust anybody else. (laughs) What's interesting about our list is I think she's probably, we only have a few noir detectives here, even though that's a really big genre in general. And you know, Veronica Mars definitely counts in that category. Oh yeah. She's definitely, it's a noir detective. It could have her, you know, narrating. In in fact, she does narrate lots of the episodes. (laughs) She does actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, See here, yeah, see that kind of stuff, but it's not that way. Yeah. Um, set in modernish times, I think it was set in the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, so my third, we kind of uh, maybe the most other than Sherlock, maybe the most famous fictional detective, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Mm-hmm. We went, you know, with the TV animated series version uh, because we are incredible dorks. Yes. Well, we couldn't really go with the Adam West one, I thought. No, because he wasn't really a detective in that. 
And I think um, even in the show Gotham, which came out like maybe five years ago, mm. which might be still going on. I don't know. I watched maybe a couple of episodes. It was kind of boring to me. Um, he's a kid, so he's not yet a detective. Yeah, doesn't but in the, in the animated series, he's a detective. And if you've got Batman, you've got your trauma, you've got your observational skills, you've got the, the inability to form real relationships outside of his detective work, you know, it's him. Yeah, I'm a little surprised you had him go three instead of two. Yeah, I probably, I could have flip-flopped him. Again, this is, you know, a draft, and if we did it again, we'd probably have a completely different team. I thought he could have gone one, because not only do you get a great detective, you get someone who can uh, beat people up pretty easily. That is nice to have. That is nice to have. I mean, uh, Veronica always carries a taser. Yeah. And often her pit bull. Right. So there's that. Uh, and Sherlock in the, in the, in the, is also like a good fighter, too. He's got good, some good hand-to-hand skills. Um, but a lot of our guys, you know, they're not fighters. They're just oh, yeah. Like, we're, we're, we've already gone through the fighters <laughs> almost completely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Number four. Number four. I picked, uh, I get a combo here. I get Scully and Mulder from the X-Files. There you uh, so, go. So I guess as fighters, they are federal agents. And they, sure. they emphasize they carry that. guns. Yep. I'm a federal agent. Yeah. Uh, kind of I the first t- characters that carry guns. First actual law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. By taking Mulder and Scully, I also get uh, Gillian Anderson in the, as Detective Gibson from the, the Fall, one of those British ones. Yes, and the first season of The Fall is really, really good. Yeah. I didn't know, I don't know if I've seen the rest of them, but the I didn't first realize really the good. other seasons came out. So that's why I'm <laughs> Well, you know, we're in quarantine, Michael. I'm sure you'll have time. The, yeah, maybe later on. I do, I'm a huge fan of the X Files. Uh, their mysteries are all of course, supernatural related, or are they supernaturally related? You never know. <laughs> I'm a much bigger fan of the X-Files that, that were doing the sort of, when they did like the, the monster or supernatural thing of the week, yeah. rather than a lot of the ongoing, there are aliens, because those stories always seemed a little convoluted to me, but always, the little monsters of the week were always the best because you got that humor out of it. Right. Scully and Mulder, they're, they only ever interact with themselves. They never have any sort of um, um, interaction with anybody else healthily. Right. Uh, um, I can't remember what Scully's trauma was, but Mulder, his sister, was taken. Uh, there was right. all kinds of tough stuff. Yeah, Scully. I don't remember her specific one either. But great show. Mm-hmm. A lot of inter- obviously cl- classic characters. There's a yes. reason it's went on the air for so long, and there was even a reboot. They even tried movies. And, yeah. So that was so number pick. five. Number We're halfway f- there. Yeah, number five. I picked uh, House from the show House. <laughs> first, uh, first, uh, technically first non-detective, right? Yes. A medical a mystery. Yes, he's a doctor. Mm-hmm. In a large sense, I've picked Sherlock twice because House, yeah. there's a reason he's called House. It's clearly based on, eh, they don't make a, any, uh, any uh, secret of this. It's based on Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. He's got he's got the drug addict addiction. He's got the trauma. He's got he's he's a sociopath himself. He's, he's an egomaniac. Totally, yeah, yeah. But uh, he never misses a detail. No, and his you know his his hang up. Everybody lies. Yep. Uh, I liked having a, a doctor on my team and solve mm-hmm. more parts of this of the mysteries. 
with my, my team of doc, doctors and I have federal agents. I, I feel like I've got a, a pretty strong lineup going. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, my next two come from the, uh, come from HBO. So these are ones that you probably don't want to have your kids watch. Oh no. Uh, so the first one I'm going with is Rust Cole from True Detective. Mm. This is this is uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, in uh, the absolute full McConaughey. He gives you everything that you expect from from a McConaughey. There's long, drawn out Texas drawl speeches where he's philosophically espousing on everything. Uh, it's got the classic detective wall in this episode where he's got like, you know, names and things like that and, and, and like strings attached to different things and everything leading to the ultimate big bad, which was the, 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 king, the, what was it, the yellow King or something. Yep. And it was just, just great. Um, amazingly shot uh, show too. Like just from a cinematic standpoint, there's that yep. one scene there's an action scene. That's about, I think it's about five minutes long and it's one take. It's like this, they're just running through these yards in this uh, subdivision of a, of, a, of a neighborhood. But Russ Cole, he solves the case. He drinks a lot of beer. You know, time is a flat circle. It's great. A lot of problems um, with him. I, I love how this is a mystery that spans like decades. Decades, yeah. <laughs> One the, the, way they, the way they handle time in True Detective is really cool. They messed that up in season two, but they fixed it again in season three, which I also thought was very good. Hmm. Another honorable mention, the uh, Mahershala Ali character from, hmm. from season three was also very good. Um, so my number, we're at number seven. I'm going to go Lester Freeman from The Wire. So Lester is like, um, of the sort of cops, was maybe the, of the characters like the third or the fourth cop when you would like, you know, do the, do the rundown of the, of the cast. Uh, but when you actually think about once he came on the show as a detective, like they introduced him, he was like the guy that was previously on a, on the homicide team and got, you know, and kind of pissed off his, his, uh, supervisor and got kicked down to like fraud or something like that. But he was like really good at sort of seeing like tiny, small details and everything. And he's the one that sort of figured out in season one how they could sort of break this drug, drug ring that the, the cops were trying to break. Um, and uh, just really cool. The Wire is not a detective show. Hmm. He is just a really good detective within a greater drama show. The Wire is like sociology 101 or something. Yeah. Uh, racial justice, you know, criminal justice system, that kind of thing. It's not really a detective show, but he is a great detective within that format. Yeah, The, the Wire I thought is... Uh... This is why you shouldn't live in Baltimore. Could be the name of the show. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, David Simon, the creator of the, of the Wire, still lives in Baltimore. Hmm. And he's got all the HBO money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, great show, great detective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's on the short list of all-time greatest shows. Yeah. All right. Uh, so with the eighth pick of the draft, I get to pick uh, Andre Brower. So I get two characters. I get Captain Holt, as I've mentioned before, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. Now I have him, he's, as, he's not a detective in this, he's a captain. But when he was a detective, he caught the infamous Disco Strangler. Well, which, there you go. Yeah, which in the uh, mythology of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a very famous case, which shows up again and again. Gotcha. 
caught the disco strangler red-handed with his yo-yo as he held a, a skate. <laughs> this is our this is our first comedy. Yes. Um, I mean, there 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 are obviously some funny moments in. Certainly, Sherlock, Veronica Mars has funny moments. House has some funny moments, but yeah. this is our first legit comedy. Yeah, it's he's great. As just this is just a great character. Uh, I don't know how he would compare to other detectives at solving things, but within the context of the show, he's obviously one of the greatest. Great, he got the br- br- what is it, the Boston Strangler, the, what, the, the disco Brooklyn Strangler, strangler? The disco, disco Strangler. Sorry. Yes, and then later on in the future, uh, Disco Strangler gets out of jail. Very old oh at this point in time. That's wait, 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 spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, I guess. It... <laughs> <laughs> there are many mysteries that the, the Captain Alpha has to interview. Yeah. But then I also get him from Homicide, a show which I've never watched. But, hey, but it was the precursor to The Wire. Exactly. I get a bonus the detective. Of the Wire. Yeah. yeah. Why not? He, he strikes, I mean, Andre Brower strikes me as somebody that's great at just you know, being a cop. Yeah, great actor. Mm-hmm. With the ninth pick in the draft, I pick uh, Dex Parios from the television show Stumptown. Now, it's called Stumptown because it takes place in Portland. It is not shot in Portland. <laughs> it is shot in L.A. It's my probably the only flaw I see with the show. Very it's just sunny all the time? It's too sunny. Very clearly <laughs> sunny. They, they do some shots of Portland, They overhead shots. Uh, they do a reasonable job of making LA seem like Portland. They, they, they pick good streets. Uh, that's not the only reason I watch the show. <laughs> so Dex is a great character, a lot of trauma here. She's got a lot of hangups, uh, probably an alcoholic if I'm being generous, <laughs> if I just say probably. Uh, mystery around what happened to her parents. Still don't know it within the context of the show. She's, this is a case, a little bit similar to Veronica Mars, where she's a detective with not like a ton of money. So she's always having to do these things, rather low tech things. Veronica sometimes has money, it seems, and she gets to plant bugs yeah. and stuff like that. Dex is like doing kind of a sting operation with the AirPod in one ear to like hide it so she mm-hmm. can talk at the right. same time. Uh, it's fun. It's like a bit more of a gritty, like this is what a, a PI kind of on the lower end, how they would sure. act. All right. So our last one. Mm-hmm. We went kind of old school for this. Uh, and, you know, thinking back to our sort of our rules about, you know, uh, detective, she doesn't necessarily fit all of them. But you can't talk about TV detectives, detectives without talking about Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote. Mm-hmm. There are approximately 9,000 episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Yes. Angela Lansbury, the amazing actress that plays Jessica Fletcher, also plays the teacup teapot in uh, Beauty and the Beast, I believe. Yeah. A teacup would be excellent. Teacup well. would be excellent as well. <laughs> uh, that's probably one of those uh, honorable mentions of BBC detectives, a teacup. Right. Uh, but um, Jessica Fletcher, she's a writer, so she just she writes murder mysteries. Yeah. And she just happens to in her, I think it's Maine or yep. is it Maine? Yeah. She just happens to sort of come across cases all the time where she just solves them. Yeah. Sometimes they're murders. Sometimes they're, you know, somebody stole this great painting. Somebody, you know, did all this. Usually it's murder of, though. Cause it is. Murder yeah. Usually it's murder. She wrote. Yeah. Um, I think people have talked about this a lot. It's like, it's awfully odd that she's around so many murders. Yeah. If I were a cop, in the area, 
I would start to suspect Jessica Fletcher yeah. of being involved in some of these murders. Yeah. Now, I, I remember I watched the show a lot as a kid because, again, mystery. Hey, I get to see mm-hmm. a mystery every week. There is something else interesting now, looking back with modern eyes. Sometimes she would travel, and then, of course, murder would follow her when she's like on vacation, like <laughs> Barbados, wherever she goes. But uh, a lot of the time she's in her, I think it's Cabot Cove. Isn't that a, I don't know. Maybe that's the name of her. Yeah, I, 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 I cannot remember. I'm old. A lot of murders in that small town. Yeah, yeah, you'd think, I mean, um, you know, when you think about Murder, She Wrote, plus everything that Stephen King has ever written, and he writes most of his stuff set in, in Maine as well, that's, I mean, that's like, that's worse than The Wire in, so in, in Baltimore. Maybe we combine the two. Maybe Stephen King's writing this because they're really on top of a hell's mouth. There you go. And then we need to bring in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, who would have been in here, but she's not really a detective. No, she's not a detective, um, but she she would have been our first choice of you know monster slayers. Yes, <laughs> if we ah. if we had a TV monster slayer, Sculler, Scully and Mulder could potentially land There'd there be, too. There could be some crossover. Yeah, that would be an epic crossover uh, episode. Back when they used to do crossover episodes for things, yeah, for shows, I'm sure they still do it. The last one I really remember because I'm old was like in the 90s when there was like a um, when Seinfeld friends that other randoms uh, New York show that came in between the two on the same night all had like a blackout right ER had it too yeah ER had it and which was strange because it was in Chicago yes <laughs> <laughs> or I think or maybe the it was maybe Clooney and the other guy came on to Friends or something. That's like what that. happened. Yeah, for some reason, these two Chicago doctors were on Friends. But they, I don't know if they were playing Chicago doctors. Okay. They were, just, they were just playing cute dudes. doctors. <laughs> okay. But anyway, this is we're going way too deep into to this particular crossover. But a crossover between Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the X-Files would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Also, a crossover between any, any two of these... Uh, Detective pair, detective pairings would be pretty interesting. Yeah. So let's let's recap. I'm going to go over my team. Sure. Uh, my detectives. I have Sherlock. And oh shoot, I'm trying to look at this. Uh, Scalder, Scully, and Mulder. Scalder. Mm-hmm. House. Uh, Andre Brower, and mm-hmm. Dex Parios. Yes. So I've got uh, Veronica Mars, Bruce Wayne. I've got, let's see, Rust Cole, Lester Freeman, and Jessica Fletcher. So we will uh, pair these up somehow. They will all fight. And uh, is that how it goes? I'm not sure. How uh, or maybe someone has to kill someone else. And somebody, has, somebody will have to kill somebody. So we'll have to create a murder. And whoever solves it first wins. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get back to you uh, in a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll spend a lot of time <laughs> on that, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. Well, already. Well, there you have it. The draft, the draft of uh, TV detectives. Uh, we do have to do, uh, and of course, we didn't prepare for this again. We do have to do Dad Bot of the Week. Yeah, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on Dad Bot of the Week. Okay, what are, what are your thoughts? Well, I guess maybe I have one thought. <laughs> it really should be Perry Mason. R.I.P. R.I.P. Perry Mason. I remember him well. He has the the look of a very classic dad. You can imagine going again. 
what I like mm -hmm. to imagine for the dad, by the way, because you go to your friend's house and if that person is the dad, you're not surprised. No. Yeah. Like, uh, McConaughey can't be dad bod of the week. No, terrible. You go, you go, you go to, you go to, you go to your friend's house and McConaughey's there and you're like, um, is this like your drunk uncle? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't fit. You know, you're not going to think, um, you know, yeah, most of these guys are all, there's a, one of the things that's pretty, pretty standard in, in detective world is a lot of uncle material. Like Sherlock yep. could totally be an uncle. Yep. Um, house could totally be an uncle. Uh, you know, Scully is not somebody's dad. I mean, Mulder is not somebody's dad. Oh yeah. That's not a dad bot at all. It's, a, it's an uncle. Yeah. Bruce Wayne, clearly not a dad. No. No. But anyway, so yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Perry Mason, uh, Raymond Burr was the actor. Yep. Uh, later on, he's, you know, a little heavy set beard, you know, salt and pepper hair. Classic. He could, yeah, classic dad could also be like a classic, like English teacher. Mm. You know, but only English. <laughs> but only English. No, he wouldn't do anything else. No, not a math teacher. Yeah, no, yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you like the show, let us know. We have social media at uh, Pods Dad on Twitter, uh, Dad Pods on Facebook. Um, the website is dadpods.com with a Z, not the com part, but the dad pods. Yes. Um, <laughs> Please comment on our page. Do you have other detectives that should have made our top 10? Yeah, there's probably some that we forget, forgot. I've even forgot some of the ones that I was remembering as we were going through this. So that's great. Um, but yeah, if you like us, you know, subscribe, rate, review, give us a four-star rating. I don't know what that does to us at this point. Uh, we've got, you know, almost... I, I can't really even say that we've got dozens of listeners because we don't always reach 24 listeners. <laughs> Actually, I think we want five-star reviews. Oh, we want five-star reviews? <laughs> so please See, do five. So go ahead. You know what? If you do four, I don't care. But a five-star review would be nice too. Give us six. Six stars reviews uh, if you want to give us uh, that. That would be terrific as well. But uh, so with that, we will... Uh, we will say good night. Good night.